Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wing Studios, it's The Rush with Tyler McComas and Travis Davidson. What's the drink of choice tonight? Well, you know, I, I'm i not promoting it, but I like some old cold beer. I think I'm going to have one. I'm not promoting it now. Friday at 5, you made it. Congratulations. The weekend is here. And, yeah, if you've been listening today, you've heard a few times it's 50 days away until kickoff. Tomorrow, it'll be seven Saturdays until kickoff in Norman. We are through with Big 12 Media Day, and it really does feel like uh, college football is around the corner, Travis. Do I say that? We'll get to August 1, and August 1 every single year feels like the longest month of the year, just trying to inch our way to the start of college football season. But 50 days away, it finally feels close, and I think a lot of people liked uh, what they heard yesterday from the head coach, Brent Venables. Yeah, well, Tyler, uh, the night is darkest just before the dawn, and that's uh, that's that's what that's what August feels like, right? Is oh god, man, it's we've waited so long. Just hurry up and get here. You start kind of going to bed a little bit earlier every night, kind of like you know that that long game of Christmas morning. So, yeah, the seven Saturdays, and it's it's close. What what do you? I gotta know what do you consider? Football season's here. Like, not not kickoff, not anything. Like, wh- what do you consider the, like, start of this season? Is it fall camp? Is it media days? Is it, I would you know, say, I would say fall camp, but, I mean, here here's the thing. It's like, okay, fall camp, it just started. Football season is here, and, you know, how things go nowadays in college football across the country you don't really get to watch practice. It's hard to get information out of exactly what's going on. You kind of have to rely on on sources and you know some things that players are saying after practice. So I would say training camp, but honestly, it, it's probably week zero is when it's really like, okay, oh my gosh, we're actually playing football games. And for that first week or two, it's weird because like the layoff seems so long. It's actually weird seeing college football on TV because it feels like 10 years since you've actually seen it. It's a beautiful sight. And even though the Week Zero games stink this year, Notre Dame and Navy, USC and San Jose State, Hawaii and Vanderbilt, buddy, you can bet my ass will be parked in front of the TV all day long watching all those crap games. Oh, I'm, all, I'm all in. Absolutely. When, you, when you're starving, Tyler, it doesn't matter what food they put in front of you. You're, you're going to eat every last morsel. And, boy, are we starving for some college football. Uh, mine is probably whenever I do my fantasy football draft. That's what, that's yeah. what kind of triggers, like, okay, this season is here. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's like one of the best things about having a fantasy football team is the actual draft, right? It's like, hey, this is oh, way absolutely. more fun than getting beat every single week. And We're- I actually miss the old school ones where you actually have to – you know, somebody manually puts up the little name cards or they write it in and everybody's got to take notes. You know, it's kind of anticlimactic now when everybody just gets on the app and, oh. Sitting at a go. restaurant, sitting at a bar yeah. with your phone yeah, and we just all making the selections. Sit yeah. at the same table and, Lost you know, 
order some beers. I'm like, man, that's not the same. This should take eight hours. Uh, okay, how about this? So Brent Venables was on the ref yesterday. He was on Locked In, and this is about a seven-minute audio clip, so buckle in. There, there's some really good stuff on here. Uh, here's Brent Venables yesterday on the ref, and we'll comment after. I'm a linebacker coach uh, at heart, but that's where I've seen probably the most improvement. We we did add because we had most of our guys coming back up front, and we we added uh, to that. I think we really made ourselves better up front. Um, but at linebacker, I mean, it we had three guys that could play last year, and um, and that was it. And uh, they could line up, get in a stance, know where to put my eyes every snap, and and. And again, even even then, you know, uh, David Awebu is probably better suited to be a defensive end. We didn't have anybody else, <laughs> you know, that could go out there and you know David could lead and you know he took the game plan and um, you know. But overall, and you know, Deshaun's playing a brand new position. Danny, you know, is behind the ball. He's probably the best instinctive uh, linebacker we had. And um, but I've seen, you know, you just think about where that group is today. That you know, like Danny, Danny can go. You know, run a player, run practice all by himself. A year ago, man, he had no clue. You know, he didn't know what a left and right call was. And he's just in a much different place. But that's what a year of being in our systems and being in the weight room and being, you know, we work hard at developing leadership and what the expectations are. I spend a lot of time along with some other coaches to bring along guys like him. But, I mean, you just think about where all those freshmen, whether it's Kip Lewis or it's Kobe McKenzie or it's Jaron Kanick, where are they at compared to where they were a year ago? Man, you're not even close. Or now, look at now we've added two All-American linebackers in Connor Neer um, and, and Desan McCullough, guys that have uh, played some college ball. Danny was the only one that's ever started a college game until those two came along. And Connor Neer is going to bring – He's going to bring four years of starting experience. He's going to bring national championship standards and expectations. He's going to bring the leadership, the toughness, the attitude, the competitiveness, the instincts, the physicality. I mean, that dude's serious about being great. And so he's blended right in. He's like a pig in the mud uh, in that locker room. Or you look at Desan McCullough, man, he is, uh, you know, people, oh, he came from Indiana. He must not be that good. Listen, he committed to Ohio State. We recruited him for over a year at Clemson in uh, but his dad left the Chiefs and got the running back job at, at Indiana, and they were going to bring his brother from a Mac school, and he was a grad transfer. And then they offered his, his freshman brother, which is a high school safety, and he was going to be all in the family. Well, seven, eight months later, his dad takes the Notre Dame running back job. He puts himself in the portal. We had already offered his brother. Boom, you know, it's a match made uh, in heaven. But he's, you know, a year ago in the spring, he, he, he wasn't even participating uh, at Indiana. He had shoulder surgery. To, um, so he had no development as a true freshman, you know, in the weight room and those types of things. So, you know, you add those two guys, you throw in a guy like Justin Harrington, who a year ago, he, he came the last week of spring ball. He didn't have a quote-unquote position. And, and, and he didn't have enough uh, playing experience to really impact us last year. And he was just trying to – he was just thankful to be on the team again. And, and so he's in a much different place. We didn't have Reggie Pearson or Peyton Bowen that can go over there and play some Cheetah or Sammy Omasigo or, you know, you, you ought to see, you know, Taylor Heim and what he can do. And it's so natural uh, what he's doing out there, his movement, his length, and his space that he eats up. Or certainly didn't have Lewis Carter or Phil Pachotti. Phil Pachotti had a fantastic spring. He's instinctive. He's fast. He's explosive. Man, he's learned how to control his body. You know, in in you know Lewis Carter, man, he's a freaking, he's an assassin. You know, he don't know what he's doing yet, but man, he can run and hit. 
And uh, and so we're in a much different place. Again, I just talked about only having three guys last year. And so that position in particular, you know, but being a year in our systems and a year in our, our the weight room and we're setting PRs, we set an all-time academic a GPA for Oklahoma football, you know, 18 months ago when I got here, we, we, we weren't going to class like we needed to. You know, we weren't, we weren't living right off the field like we need to. And so you can talk about a, a culture change and, you know, a resetting of the standards and what the expectations are. You know, you know, I gave guys 12 months of grace, and I was unlike Dion. I gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out. Here's the three. You know, go to class, you know, live right off the field. And when you show up over here, man, you show up with respect and appreciation for your opportunity. And if you go over three for 12 months, you need a fresh start. So we help 21 guys, you know, give or take, you know, find a, you know, a fresh start. And, and, and that's what you, you know, reboot it. And we have 63 newcomers, 40 scholarships, 17 of those guys are transfers, and, and nine of them are on defense. And I think that we've made ourselves better. That's the competitive depth I'm talking about, you know. And, you know, we have all these returners that have this experience, you know, that are going to be better fundamentally, better anticipating. They're going to be play more aggressively, you know, which plays more uh, physically. And, and But we got more guys that can play, which leads to maybe a better fourth-quarter performance. And as a football team, you know, that's where an area that we really felt last year. We lost five games by a score. They come down to the last couple of minutes of the game, and uh, we didn't have it. We, we had the want to, but I don't think that we had the, the, the ability to. And I think, you know, I think we were a, a fatigued team and a team that was still trying to figure everything out. And uh, no excuse, just what it is. And, and, and there's coaching blame too, you know. And, but it's everything, you know. I, I do believe we're in a much different place as a football team and what this team, what their workload is, what they can handle, what their capacity is, and that matters too. And uh, But a year ago at this time, we didn't, and going into fall camp, you know, every Monday when we started a new opponent, I had to have a coming to Jesus on, on how are we going to walk through, you know, and too many guys that were casual. And, and you can't have that. There ain't nothing casual about this game. This game will expose you for doing things right, having the right mindset, or it will expose you for doing things the wrong way and, and punish you. And we got punished in a lot of ways, you know, a year ago. So I feel really good, man. I love our guys. I love our leadership. I love uh, the accountability that we've had. These guys are um, uh, hungry to, to be better. They've got a chip on their shoulder. And we got a group of guys that have learned the value of the strain and the focus that it takes to finish. The strain and the focus that it takes to finish. So we have a better finishing football team. And uh, we all as competitors take great pride in, in finishing the right way. A year ago, you know, we left a lot to be desired as a program. And so we got a lot of work to do, we got high expectations, a lot of excitement. The expectations come from the work that our guys have put in, from the additions that we've added uh, through recruiting, uh, through development, uh, you know, both on the field with schemes, on the field with fundamentals, and then off the field with leadership and buy-in to our cultures, our values, our expectations. All right, there you go. A uh, lot of takeaways there. Travis, what was the biggest takeaway there from BV? I, I think my biggest takeaway, and really what ended up being my biggest takeaway from the entirety of Media Day, and this is going to sound weird because it's not football-related, at least directly, was the, you know, we weren't really going to class like we were supposed to. You know, we, we set a GPA record because – it's big, I'm thinking bigger picture here, Tyler, right? There's been many reports that our NIL game has been stepped up, right? That's how a lot of people think we got Jaden Jackson. Maybe it's true, maybe it isn't, whatever. But 
Brent Venables doesn't hit launch on the NIL unless he thinks his culture can handle it. He's talked about it being part of the puzzle, part of you know the pie, if you will. They're going to be relational, not transactional. And I don't think he hits go on NIL unless he's comfortable with where the culture is at. And I think I, I think just the GPA, setting an Oklahoma football record with team GPA, is exactly what allowed him to do that and allowed him to be comfortable. Because Brent Venables, I don't think Brent Venables is a guy that is willing to sacrifice culture at, at many areas in his football program, not after they work so hard to build it back up. So I think that's what stands out most about me is, is taking care of business off the field. You know, taking care of business and, 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 and doing the right things and kind of doing the, the three things, you know. And and I think that's what stood out most to me. I, I'm not sure, Tyler, if that is because I'm used to him talking about football and used to him talking about, like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm a linebacker's coach, you know. This is what I think about the backers. This is what I think. And, and maybe it's just because we talk so much football. But, man, it was really really cool because it's going to come off as shade against mule shoe but it's just a matter of fact i don't I mean, think he the, meant it that way i really don't No, I, I don't think he did either and i don't think he's making excuses either from for, about last year he said look we told him we're going to give him 12 months and you got to do three things and i've heard this from players as well they're saying you got to do three things you got to come ready to work at the foot, uh, you know during practice and uh, you know with the team you've got to stay out of trouble off the field and you've got to take care of your grades. If you do those three things, then they'll take care of the rest. And and Brent's meant it. And and that's been, you know, shown through the roster, shown through the GPA. And I think, Tyler, it's going to show with recruiting because, like I said, he's hit go on the NIL button now because he's confident in the culture, which I think obviously is going to translate to more wins. Yeah, I um, it was it was it was revealing. That's for sure. I, I didn't hear any excuses from him at all yesterday, and I've heard everything that he said. Um, he he talked for about ten hours yesterday. Is is what it seems like, and I didn't hear any excuses. Like he mentioned some things as to why six and seven happened last year, but then like he did in that audio clip, he would follow it up with, "I mean, there's no excuses for that." So so he owns the six and seven last year. He just feels like they're in a better spot, much different place, is what he said there. And you mentioned the whole going to class. It was 18 months ago. We weren't going to class like we should be. We weren't living life. We weren't living life off the field the right way. You know, like, and that's I guess the thing more than anything that sounds like a shot at the previous staff. But I don't. I don't think he means it that way, man. I think he's just being honest about the situation, what it was like 18 months ago, and what it's like now. And it sounds yeah, like it's. Much like the team and maybe the competitive depth, it's in a, it's in a much different place. So there there are some things like we 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 asked the text line earlier. Like, did you do you feel differently about anything after hearing Brent talk yesterday? And there were definitely some that said no. I got to see it in the fall, and that's fine. That's a, I think that that's a very fair take. But yeah. listening to him, I I genuinely think Brent believes, and we'll see if it's true or not. But I think the head coach believes today that things are incredibly different now than they were a year ago. Yeah, well, and and that's the thing. And I know, you know, Textline will probably make fun of me for this, but we don't have – we don't we, – we can't point to anything on the field yet because we haven't played any games. But the fact that this team set a record for GPA, that matters. 
that is something that he has done. He has changed the mentality, the culture. That is that is proof of concept that he's coming in. And it's not that he's saying, hey, guys, we're not going to practice football. We're just going to stu- do study hall um, all year so we can make sure and set this record. It's, it's the whole kit and caboodle, right? It's the total package. It's the sole mission. It's academics. He, said, he tells every recruit when he talks to him, look, when you come here, first and foremost, you're going to get your degree. And, and he's, really, he's really living out what he's said. All that's next is he's got to prove it on the field. He's proved it in the classroom. I don't have any reason to believe now that he won't prove it on the field. Blue Whale Sooner, he's so candid sometimes, whether witting or unwittingly throwing shoe under the bus. God, I hope we win this year. I, I, I just think he's honest. I, I just think he's, I think he's really honest, and especially those interview settings like that. that. That's what I think it is. So I think it's unwillingly throwing mule shoe a little bit under the bus here. Captain Willard's laughing at we helped. 21 guys get a fresh start this offseason. <laughs> and a shot at uh, a little partial shot at Dion in there as well. Like, I, I gave everyone 12, 12 months, unlike Dion. Well, and what's interesting is that goes to show you he's, he's very aware of the national landscape, right? He knows what's going on with Dion. He knows what's going on with Mario Cristobal. Like, he, he I mean, he talked about the four newcomers, talked about all those coaches. I mean, he, he's been around the sport a long time. He knows a lot of these guys. You know, he talked about, you know, t- going up against Gus Malzahn and about how his Big 12 history with Dana Holgerson and this, that, and the other. I mean, he's a, he's a guy that's plugged in, and it was a little bit of a shot. I mean, again, it's it's just something that happened. Like, if, if somebody says, yeah, we gave guys 12 months, not, you know, Dion didn't, what's, what's Dion going to say? <laughs> yeah, that's right. I said that. He's basically uh, just repeating. It was what just I said. funny like, that he mentioned Dion in the middle of that. Oh, yeah. You know, it was, it was good. So our, it sounds like you, your favorite shot taken yesterday was the one at Mario Cristobal rather than the one at Dion Sanders. Oh, final answer. Oh, absolutely, because like I said, he's been stuffing Mario Cristobal in a locker for four different commitments in less than a month. Tyler, I mean. James Nesta was the was June twentieth, so I mean, in basically a little over three weeks, we've beat Miami for four different recruits. James Nesta had him in their top three. Devon Mitchell had him in their top five, and then eventually in his top three, Jaden Jackson had him in their top five, and Wyatt Gilmore had him in his top five. I mean, if Miami fans want to complain about Brent Venables taking shots at him. Just worry about your recruits. Here is the uh, alleged shot that was taken by Brent Venables <laughs> to Mario Cristobal yesterday. Six and seven, none of it's any good, um, <laughs> right? But if had we been, you know, had we gotten blown out by a Middle Tennessee, right? Had we gotten beat by Florida State, forty-five to three, right? You know, the conversation's probably. A little different. So if you're unlike me and you, you, you don't revel in every single Miami loss, um, even though you haven't played them in a while, I still hate Miami. I still love when they lose football games. I still enjoy it. Uh, Miami lost to Middle Tennessee and to Florida State 45-3 to yesterday. So he didn't mention Miami or Mario Cristobal by name, but, well, he did the next best thing. Yeah. And, it's pretty good. And a, lot, and a lot of people are saying, well, Miami fans specifically, well, we lost to te- you guys lost to Texas 49 nothing. Guys, part of the reason we brought up Florida State is because it's a common opponent. We played Florida State, should have beat Florida State. 
they got run out of the building by Florida State. So at least there's a common opponent aspect to it. Yeah, a few, few more takeaways there. Lewis Carter is an assassin. He says he doesn't know what he's doing, but he's, you know, violent out there. Uh, freshman linebacker. Phil Pachotti had a fantastic spring. And then the three guys, they had three guys that could play last year at backer. But David Ahuebu, probably better suited for a defensive end, which is what he's going to be this year at Houston. Not even close at linebacker compared to last year is what Brett Venable said. So there's that. 405-651-3439 is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. More text, more college football next right here on The Ref. This is your home for Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Do you have a burning desire to drive excellence? Well, the way to perfect excellence is a new 2023 Buick from Dorsey Jones in El Reno. The all-new 2023 Buick Envisions. Take up to $5,500 off the MSRP. Wouldn't that be a perfect way to start the day? Driving away in your favorite Buick. Dorsey Jones, Buick GMC, I-40 and Highway 81. Exit 125 in El Reno. Or Dorsey-JonesBuickGMC.com. Experience the new Buick. See dealer for details. Are you an OEC member contemplating the addition of solar panels to your home or business? Before you make the purchase, contact Oklahoma Electric Cooperative Solar Experts. We will be able to tell you exactly how many panels your home needs and how the addition of solar panels truly affects your electric bill. OEC does not partner with solar companies and asks that you report any company that claims otherwise. To learn more, give us a call at 405-321-2024 or visit us at www.okcoop.org renewables. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of information technology solutions in small and medium-sized organizations. Is your business looking to get more from technology? If so, let RK Black help design a technology platform or cloud solution that propels your business forward. RK Black has helped numerous organizations have better mobility and more efficiencies through technology. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Welcome to the best casino in the metro. With all of your favorite games. And don't miss our $60,000 double play and double winnings giveaway. Play with your wild card for a chance to win a share of $60,000. Fridays and Saturdays in July. Riverwind is the best place to play. This message is for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Emmedith and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We We love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Tim Lasher from my company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. We install quality York products. The award-winning York Affinity Series is Energy Star rated and features a money-saving two-stage compressor design. Plus, every Affinity system comes with a 10-year parts and labor warranty and a lifetime warranty on the compressor. Now, you don't need to tell us anybody sent you. Just call the office and ask for me. I own the company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 579-3113. Get up to $550 in rebates now on qualified York components at Lasher Home Comfort Systems. Hey, wouldn't it be great if life came with a remote control? You know, you could hit pause when you needed to, or hit rewind, like that time you knocked down that wasp's nest. Uh Uh-oh. 
Well, life doesn't always give you time to change the outcome, but pre-diabetes does. With early diagnosis and a few healthy changes, you can stop pre-diabetes before it leads to type 2 diabetes. To learn your risk, take the one-minute test today at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. This is Peggy Doviak, and I opened DM Wealth Management because of a horrible experience that my mother had with a stockbroker. I wanted to give people an alternative, a place they could go to understand their money, to know why investment decisions were made the way they were, and to create a financial plan that would help them meet their goals. Most of all, I wanted to help them plan their prosperity. Call me at 405-329-8884 or dmwealth.com. Just finding a way to get a W, you know that's that's the main thing. And you know when you when you win, a lot of a lot of things go away. You know a lot of uh, things that may may be said or, or whatever. But finding ways to win is, is exactly what we want to do. You know I, I try to you know tell everyone how do you expect someone to respect you if you know you can't you know take them out and have a lot of fun off the field. So you know I try to have that side of it. But then also when I get on the field, you know being able to be demanding towards one another, push one another, and um, I think. Just the type of guys we have um, makes it a lot easier for me. Dylan Gabriel yesterday, Big 12 Media Day, 50 days until kickoff. What's your uh, rough draft four-team college football playoff look like since we're getting close? I did mine last week in... At Bama, Michigan. Don't tell me, don't tell me, don't don't, don't tell me. All right, all right. I'm going to take... I'll continue with Michigan until, you know, Ohio State's able to break that streak. And, you know, I kind of want to see what they look like without C.J. Stroud. Um, Marvin Harrison Jr. is incredible, but I need to, I need to see what they look like without him. Does he play defensive or, line? If not, I still like Michigan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, Michigan there. I honestly think I'm going to go Michigan, Clemson. Oh, Georgia and Alabama. Although Georgia, man, I know, man. Okay, so I have the same four: I Bama, Michigan, Clemson, and Georgia. Okay. And it's it's fun, like it sounds well, like that was anticlimactic. Well, you know, that's yeah. It, it was very. Teddy, I think Teddy had the same four as well. So the three that are on this show were <laughs> all in lockstep of the the four. Great. But but you and I. We both said, yeah, Bama, I like them a lot. Yeah, Michigan, they kind of own Ohio State right now. Clemson, people are sleeping on them. You know, I like this. I guess I'll take Georgia. I guess. I don't really I, – I, I didn't really want to put Georgia in mine. Didn't really sound like you wanted to put Georgia in yours either. Um, they're probably going to be the most talented team. Maybe we feel that way because of the off season that they've had so far. I don't know what it is, but it, you sound a lot like me, like – I guess I'll put Georgia in there, but I don't. I don't feel good about it necessarily. No, I mean that game at Tennessee late could be really interesting. Joe Milton get a lot of time. Maybe Nico's playing at that point. Who knows? Uh, you never know what what South Carolina. You know they they always pull off. I mean, you remember last year they beat like Clemson late in a in in an absolute shocker, um, and. You know, Beamer might have something up his sleeve for him. Their schedule isn't daunting by any means. Nope. I don't think Florida's going to do anything with Napier at the helm in that game, so that should be easy. But, I mean, 
I think Tennessee and South Carolina probably their two toughest games, but the, they've got too much working against them from an off-the-field standpoint, from the expectations of a three-peat. And honestly, I know we all make fun of them, but they're replacing a quarterback that was a Heisman candidate and took care of business for the most part. I mean, they've got all the talent in the world around them, but I, do we have any confidence in in their quarterback position right now? And how often can you say, well, I have no confidence in their quarterback at all, but they'll probably win the national championship. How I think, often have you been able to uh, say I, that? I think Stetson Bennett will finally start to get some respect this year, and only because he's not the quarterback there anymore. You, you know what I mean? Like pe- yeah. People are finally going to realize, oh, okay, yeah, Stetson Bennett did mean a lot to that football team. He was a pretty good quarterback. Because I, I, yeah, I just don't think that they're going to be as good at that position. I do think there will be two SEC teams in the four-team playoff. Uh, it could be Bama and Georgia. It could be... Maybe it could be Alabama and LSU. Yeah, you know? they're going to be good. What if LSU beats Florida State in week one? I think that they will. They roll through the rest of their schedule, lose a close one in Tuscaloosa to Alabama, um, don't play in the SEC championship game, but they're sitting there as a one-loss team, and their only loss is a close loss on the road to SEC champion Alabama. Like LSU, like two SEC West teams could get in if it were to unfold that way in the four-team playoff, for sure. Well, I mean, then what if it gets crazy and say that scenario plays out and LSU is a one-loss team, their only loss is at Alabama close, and then Alabama is undefeated, and Georgia's only loss is in the SEC championship game close to Alabama. What do you do in that scenario? Um, I don't know what I would do, but I'm sure the committee would say, uh, yeah, we want Alabama and Georgia in there. Let's go. Okay. Come on, Bama and Georgia. Yeah, yeah. You, you, know, what, be... you know what it's about, right? Yeah, you know what it's about. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just it would be interesting then to leave out a close one-loss LSU team who has a big win over Florida State, has other good wins on their, on their resume, but – they lose one close one to the undefeated Crimson Tide, and they they are considered one of the four best teams or most most deserving teams. I don't know. It would be very interesting. We've had texts before on the Knippelbeyer Chevrolet text line. Well, you know, you guys are always talking about how bad the schedule is. Is there any scenario where an undefeated OU gets left out of the playoff? No. And my answer to that is undefeated OU is making the playoff. No I don't care. What. I don't care if the schedule is even worse than what we think it is. And we think it's going to be pretty bad, but regardless of what it looks like, Oklahoma is making the playoff as an undefeated team. And honestly, I, until proven otherwise, I think OU's making the playoff as a one-loss conference champ as well. They won't yeah. have the you know quality wins as some of the other teams out there. I understand that, but I think a one-loss OU, if there's you know the, the defense looks a lot better, I I still think they'll be in fantastic shape to make the. Uh, the fourteen playoff, and I, I, this point may not hit perfectly because every scenario, every single year is different. But TCU, TCU made the playoff last year, and they lost in the conference championship game. So if one loss right. TCU that's not a conference champ can make it, that's why I think more times than not, a one loss OU that is a conference champ will make it in. And keep in mind, this is run by humans, right? A lot of the humans in that room have very fond memories of. Brent Venables in the playoff, winning national championships. 
the knock on you know Lincoln Riley teams was oh, we keep on putting OU in here and they keep on getting beat because Lincoln Riley doesn't believe in defense. So you kind of had that built in like, okay, I mean we'll put them in, but you know the last couple times, you know they haven't been able to stop anybody. So at least with Clemson. Venables has been around a long time, has relationships with a lot of the people in that room. I would argue that a couple of people in that room probably have tried to hire Brent Venables at some point. Yeah. Gundy says the only props I can give Stetson Bennett is he went to college as long as Tommy Boy and still didn't graduate. No, that's incredible. You know, a lot of people go to college for seven years. Yeah, they're called doctors. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I was trying to think of, you know, SB. If I could, if I could find a logo with it, like Van Wilder had the the Volkswagen yeah. logo, that was pretty cool. Captain Willard, UGA got to stay out of jail. Too much success, maybe wrecking them. We'll see. That's that's and that I think was that is why. Them a pun? Uh, I think so. Ramblin' wreck, Georgia Tech wrecking crew, Texas A and M wreck. What's yeah? I mean, there's several different ways that you can go with that. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, and I think that's why I'm so hesitant on Georgia, picking them to because they have the talent and they have the schedule to absolutely make it back. But I don't know, man. I guess I'm just uh, – I guess I just believe, like, everything that's gone on, it has to be a distraction at some point. At some point it has to be. Right. I mean, do you think anybody will, will uh, have, the, have the guts to ask Kirby about it, at, like, legitimately – Leading up to the season or or at SEC Media Days, um, I think well the the way the Atlanta Journal Constitution has uh, wrote about the UGA program, I don't think they're scared of anything. Though they, the, I, Georgia wrote a wrote him a letter earlier this week, basically saying, uh, "Remove that headline, please." One of the headlines that they had so far yeah. this off season. So I bet Kirby gets asked about it at SEC Media Day next week. That'll probably happen. If he doesn't, it's it, it, it's a it's a shame if he isn't. Five eight zero agrees with us. Georgia, Bama, Clemson, and Michigan. How about uh? So so we're on text line. You, me, our, our early, way too early, whatever you want to call it. Fourteen playoff is identical. What about a national champ? It does not sound like either you or I is going to pick Georgia. So out of Bama, Clemson, Michigan, who's it going to be? Hmm. I, oof. I scarily want to pick Michigan, but I'm not going to do it, man. <laughs> I'm see, not going to pick Michigan. I'm not. See, I want to, I want to pick Clemson. Oddly enough, I think they'll have the quarterback play. I think Garrett Riley's a heck of a play caller. Dabo obviously has experience there. Um, they've got the horses. I mean, they've still got a good defense. But, but what I don't want is for Clemson to ever win one without Brent. Because I think it slightly diminishes. Yeah. I mean, fair or not. I mean, he was the defensive coordinator, and he was masterful in those playoff runs. But, you know, you know how it is. You don't want – you know, you don't want that shine taken off a little bit, right? Clemson wins the national championship. Clemson gets to the four-team playoff. Garrett Riley is on a rocket ship to a big-time Power 5 job, most likely. Texas. Uh, I mean, I'm kind of surprised he didn't get a big-time job offer this past offseason. But if he does it in one year at Clemson, an offense that's really been kind of struggling for the past couple of years, if he revives Mm -hmm. the quarterback situation, Garrett Riley's going to – he'll have a nice Power 5 job somewhere. I don't don't know where it'll be. I don't know where it'll be open. I don't think he takes West Virginia or anything like that. But he'll be um, the, the last name, obviously. He's got a lot of things going for him right now, especially if they have a really good year. 
Yeah, I mean, I think you and I, pretty much everybody sees this as just a stepping stone. Like, hey, I'm going to go over here, do it with a little bit more talented roster even, see if I can get a ring. And then, I mean, the offers will come to me. I mean, maybe once Lincoln leaves for for the Las Vegas Raiders uh, with Caleb Williams, he, he just takes over. They don't have to change a lot of the business cards. They can just leave Riley on the end of them, takes over at USC, or like I said, Texas, if Sark can't get it done with literally being the favorite according to absolutely everybody. And back to uh, the texter that asked if an undefeated OU could get left out, I think the media thinks Texas is so good that that would be enough of a signature win to Seriously. just – I mean, not that I think a an undefeated OU would be left out in any circumstance, but even a one-loss team, they think so highly of Texas – that that would that would help boost you a bit. Topher B says Garrett Riley to Northwestern. Yeah, they wish. <laughs> Northwestern wish Bri- wishes they get. I wish Garrett Brian Riley. Hartline or Sharon Moore would take the job at uh, Northwestern. Yeah, Stop recruiting against us. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. Knipplemeyer Chevrolet text line. Georgia gets the three-peat. If not, Michigan crosses the bridge finally, says a texture in the 580. We'll get to more of your text and college football on the other side, right here on The Ref. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network, your home for Sooner fans. Holy hail damage! Are you or your loved ones looking for a trustworthy and affordable roofing company after the storms? Look no further than Elite Roofing Systems, a sooner-born, sooner-bred, locally-owned roofing company. Elite Roofing has been helping homeowners and commercial property owners across the greater OKC area get beautiful, functional roofing systems at reasonable rates. Call Craig Cox and the team at Elite Roofing Systems today at 405-361-3094 for a free evaluation and estimate today. The word is spreading, and the ref army is growing. All right, man, you heard it. Let's move, 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 move. Find your Sooner coverage fix with the home of Sooner fans on your favorite social media platform for questions of the day, upcoming show interviews, show highlights, and more. Oh, look at that, an alert. I'm probably trending already. Search for KREF Sports on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to keep up with the home of Sooner fans. The Ref Sports Radio Network. Schumacher Law Group, when experience matters. Tracy Schumacher is a former prosecutor and former district judge. Whether it's a probate challenge, criminal charges, or contentious divorce proceedings, experience matters. The attorneys at Schumacher Law Group provide compassionate, knowledgeable advice, all while fighting for your best interests. Find Schumacher Law Group online at lawgroupok.com or call 405-701-1882. Hometown lawyers, ready to fight for you, when experience matters. Are you frustrated with rising insurance costs or confused about your insurance coverage? At Rightway Insurance, each one of their clients is given a dedicated team of experts that work with you to address all of your insurance concerns. They are an independent insurance company that offers personal and business coverage. Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. Or request a free online quote at rightwayinsurance.com. That's Rightway Insurance at 405-607-6014. Whether you live in or visit Norman, the Norman Chamber of Commerce encourages you to think local. Eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. Be sure to support these local Norman businesses. Visit Norman's historic Sooner Theater. See great local theater, concerts, or attend performing arts classes. Find upcoming events and tickets at SoonerTheater.org. 
Hungry? Eat at Thai Thai Asian Bistro, authentic Thai food such as curry and noodle dishes located in North Norman. Thai Thai is available for dine-in or carry-out, always fresh and always delicious. Experience Mr. Robert Fine Furniture and Design in beautiful downtown Norman. Just a short drive to exceptional from anywhere in the state. More than 60 years of fine furniture and impeccable designs. When you shop local, it creates more jobs and you can discover one-of-a-kind adventures. Shop local to build relationships, receive better customer experience, and get personal service. Remember to eat, shop, stay, and play in Norman this summer. The staff of Primrose stands ready to serve families before and after the passing of a loved one. Call us today so that our staff can share with you how you are able to pre-plan all of your services in advance of a need. This will relieve your family and friends from having to make decisions on the hardest day of their life. Call us today at 405-321-6000. Hey, I'm Reba McIntyre. Growing up in Oklahoma, I had big dreams of becoming a successful country music singer. But I also knew the odds were against me and that I needed an education to fall back on. Studying never got in the way of my dreams. In fact, school gave me lots of opportunities I wouldn't have had otherwise with my career. Please stay in school and try your best. You never know where a good education might take you. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Do you have the time to listen to me whine? The Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. Tyler McComish, Travis Davidson. Keep it coming on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. Mark and Blanchard wants to know if OU has decided if Jacoby Johnson is going on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, he is listed as a defensive back on Soonersports.com. So he may move at wide receiver some point in his career. Potentially, I think the plan, though, initially is to start him at defensive back like it was all along. Yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of been the assumption. And then obviously with the questions at wide receiver, people were naturally shoehorning him into that, saying, hey, look, you know, w- we don't have right now. I mean, Julio Farouk's our, you know, incumbent wide receiver one, you know, but – there's no real game breaker that's at least shown us on the field that they can be game breakers, and Jacoby Johnson could be that, but I think it was just more of a panic about wide receiver. He's going to be a defensive back. But, Tyler, you know the old uh, depth charts that have or in bold letters <laughs> next to every name? Do I know of those? It's what if, been a huge what if, part of my life for ten years. Right? What if, uh, what if they listed him as or but two different positions? Now that would be our something. minds could not process that if that was the case. <laughs> they would explode. People would explode. Uh, hey, um, we we normally say football Friday during football season. Parker says it's a fat boy Friday though, since Jaden Jackson, six foot two, three hundred pounds, committed yesterday. So I missed that opportunity to say that it's a fat boy Friday today. But happy fat boy Friday out there, and and, yeah. and, and more fat boy Fridays would be nice. Because that means that um, you are getting more size on the defensive line, which is what we've been waiting on for, what, 10 years now? Yeah, nobody tell Ian Boyd because he said that Brent Venables isn't getting any uh, big guys and they're just going to get pushed around in the SEC. 405, what is going on with DJ Graham? Uh, Well, he's at wide receiver, and he is in a large group of other wide receivers that are looking to break through and have a massive impact. 
Um, I feel like when you talk about wide receiver, you almost list the names in according to who you think has the best chance to be that main target at wide receiver. And I feel like DJ Graham's name is mentioned right there in the middle. Yeah, I mean, you could name eight wide receivers, and I think all of them have a path to where they could be the team's leading receiver this year. I mean, LV Bunk, I mean, basically, look at the four transfers we've taken, right? Brennan Thompson and Andrew Anthony, JJ Hester, um, um, LV Bunkley Shelton, and then. You know, Nick Anderson and, and Gibson came in together. DJ Graham came over. Jaquay's Petaway is there, not to mention Drake Stoops and Jaleel Farouk. Like, that's 10 right there, Tyler. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm sure I'm missing somebody. That's what's crazy. So it's like there's so many wide receivers, and that's kind of what I was getting at with the Jacoby Johnson stuff. Nobody's really like – you're not confident in saying who is going to be our breakout wide receiver. You're not confident in that. So you're just going to have to let it play out and see what happens. Uh, let, how would we handicap that 50 days out? Jalil Farouk's probably still the favorite, right? I'd go Farouk and then – I don't – I mean, this is the case with everyone. I don't have a lot to go on. I guess it's just kind of a feel and a prediction. But I'd probably go Farouk one, and then I'm going to go Andrew Anthony, number two. What about you? Uh, I'm going to th- – Andrew, yeah, he, he had a good spring. I think I'm going to go L.V. Bunkley-Shelton. L.V. Bunkley-Shelton is, is is with Farouk as one and two? Yep, yep okay. with Farouk as one and two. Yeah, I should have said that. Um, but and, and I think Gavin Freeman's going to get a ton of run behind I Stoops. I mean, we've got a lot of dudes, man, just a lot of dudes with a lot of different um, skill-sets. Obviously, you've got guys – like your Nick Andersons and Jaden Gibsons that are 6'4", 6'5", you know, big, big targets. You've got guys like Brennan Thompson, uh, you know, that have world-class speed. I mean, Jaquay's Petaway's a big 100-meter uh, guy, like a 10-3, 100-meter guy. I mean, you've got, you've got speed and size everywhere, but at the end of the day, Tyler, can you get open? Yeah, and can you I, get separation? Nah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's What's, it's true. It's the name of the game. And, hey, I, best case scenario is three, four, five wide receivers separate from the rest of the pack, and you know who your dudes are going to be coming out of training camp. But in the situation where that does not occur, with the non-conference schedule you have, I wonder how many wide receivers we see you know roll through there. Because I, I think with the non-conference schedule that you have, with a wide open uh, position group like wide receiver, I definitely they could they think that they could use one, two, or even all three of your non-conference games to further evaluate your best options at that spot. So all that to say, I think there's a chance we see a ton of wide receivers the first two games of the year. Well, Michigan did it with quarterbacks, right? Yeah, yeah, they I started mean, uh, two different quarterbacks in the first two games. Sure, surely we could do that with wide receivers, right? If they're doing it with quarterbacks. Yeah, why not? You know, start a different wide receiver core every single game and, and see which one works out for you. Yeah, I just I, I really like really like what I saw from LV Bunkley Shelton, especially at camp, man. Like at the at the elite camp, the Brand Venables elite camps, he was there every single day, putting people through drills, helping kids with their footwork, like doing all the stuff that it like it just seems that if all things are equal, Tyler that Emmett Jones and Levy and Venables, they'll give him the nod 
if all other things are equal just because of stuff like that. Okay. Well, I know that sounds weird, but it's it's I don't know. It's just my gut feeling. We're we're kind of in the same spot with Jaleel Farouk. Um, you like LV Bunkley, Shelton more. I like Andrew Anthony more. Todd Bates Nemesis likes Jaquay's Petaway more. That's just kind of that. I mean, that just kind of shows you what the situation. Like none of those answers are bad answers right now. I mean, there, there really are that many names, like, kind of in the mix right now. Like, Drake Stoops is going to be a factor. Gavin Freeman is going to be a factor. Jaleel Farouk is going to be a factor. Is he going to be number one? We'll see. It's just, I don't know, man, who your two, three, four, and down, like, who your main contributors are going to be. It's just, it's a toss-up, man. It's well, a toss-up. You got 12 names? I mean, who, how do you pick, how do you pick from that? You know what I mean? I mean... It could be a situation where uh, Austin Stogner leads us in receiving. I mean, Utah, their tight end led them in receiving last year. Dalton Kincaid, he had about 400 yards uh, in one game against USC. <laughs> yes, he did. But, I mean, he led – he led like, a tight end leading the team in receiving isn't even all that far-fetched. Like, but we've just got so many bodies, man. Somebody's got to step up, but we've got, the, we've got the talent in the room. But all that matters is, can you get open? Gunny you're says, fast, you're big, get open. Gunny says, I want to yell free a lot this year. Well, let's hope it's actually that and not Stoops whenever he catches it, uh, unlike last year. A couple of times yeah. people still yell God, Stoops. That's embarrassing. All right, final segment is next. Keep it locked in the ref. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. Does your checking account come with respect, gratitude, wisdom, 